You are listening to the Newborn Promise Podcast, a production of Graham Blanchard Incorporated. This is Episode 5, God of All Comfort in the Midst of Miscarriage. For today's show notes, transcript, and more information about your Newborn Promise project, please visit GrahamBlanchard.com. Miscarriage is the most common type of pregnancy loss, and according to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, studies reveal that anywhere from 10 to 25 percent of all clinically recognized pregnancies will end in miscarriage. But although common, our team at Graham Blanchard knows that miscarriage is a loss that is anything but commonplace. While death and loss may be the most natural experience of life, they are also the most unnatural experiences for our hearts. I like to say that it leads us to a place where we grieve for Eden. Today in our episode, we know that you don't need statistics or facts. You simply need a reminder that God is good and God has a plan. He sees the bigger picture. And while we are certain that this fact will become more real to you with time, For today, we've asked six incredibly brave women to share their testimonies with you. Think of it as a team of friends to help you remember that you are not alone and God is so faithful. My name is Amanda, and for as long as I can remember, having children and being a mother was a part of who I wanted to be. So when the time came to start a family, I was ecstatic. However, the journey of becoming pregnant and staying pregnant was everything I didn't expect it to be. It took almost a year to get pregnant with my first, and during that period, I miscarried two babies. Being a young woman, I didn't think much about the babies I had lost. I knew God had a plan, and His timing was perfect, so I willingly gave it over to God. I wish I could say I was just as strong when it came time to start trying for a second child. The journey of getting pregnant once again became difficult. So, when the test came back positive, I felt a sense of relief and just knew that God was answering my prayers. The joy of feeling my body take the changes of being pregnant was overwhelming. However, the joy was quickly overshadowed by fear as I felt my body go in reverse and the first signs of miscarriage began to show. I quickly went to see my doctor And at nine weeks, my fear was confirmed. There was no heartbeat. It took all I had not to fall apart there in the office. The next two days were even more difficult as I had to have a DNC. The pain I was feeling was surreal and deep. And during that season, I clinged to Psalm 2510, which reads, All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. And as the waves of grieving the loss of my baby would come and go, I would continually read this scripture over and over, telling myself that he's a good, good father. His plans are perfect, and his timing is right. Time passed, and wounds began to heal when another positive test appeared. And at this point, I had lost three babies to miscarriage. So I didn't allow myself to get excited, but rather waited to see what my body would do. And at six weeks, I began to miscarry. At this point, I threw in the towel and told God, Okay, I accept your plan of just having one child. While this wasn't my heart's desire, I began to rest in this decision. 
I would continually reflect on the growth that God had done through this season. And once again, time passed and winds continued to heal. I was at peace with His plan and was more aware of His calling on my life, loving on the orphan. I had began to prepare to lead a trip to India when, surprise, another positive test. I proudly sit here today with a growing baby bump, 14 weeks and four days to be exact. I'm overwhelmed by his faithfulness. I firmly believe that in my case, it was about surrender, to let go and to let God. And the moment I did that, he graciously gave me my heart's desires. I still firmly stand on Psalms 2510, that all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. And I encourage you in your journey to find the beauty in the ashes, to rest in his will and timing, and to remember he's a good and faithful father. My name is Carissa. We had so much anticipation about finishing our family. We had one son and longed for a second child. Just one more child and we would be finished starting our little family. It took three years to get that coveted pregnancy. We were cautiously optimistic at first, but then Christmas Eve, we had a doctor's appointment for an early ultrasound, about six to eight weeks. The doctor told us in joy and amazement that our embryo had split, and now we were gonna get identical twins. For a couple who struggles with infertility, this news is like winning the lottery. We had very high hopes and almost an assurance like this must be a special gift from God. We went out and bought a bigger car so we could fit three car seats in the back. We were also in the midst of relocating and we bought a home with three kid bedrooms. We made plans and were prepared for our growing family but the doctor had moved us to a high-risk pregnancy because the embryo split was late in baby term, which meant they shared a sack and were more vulnerable to one another while they were in early development. About four months, we went in to get an ultrasound. The technician announced, today we will tell you if you're having identical girls or identical boys. I already knew in my heart, I was convinced we were having two girls. I couldn't wait to hear the news. As the exam got underway, it got very quiet and then very awkward in the room. He gave us the news and said, I'm sorry, a, a doctor's coming in now. She'll answer all your questions. It was a deep, dark moment, sudden and final all at once. I'll never forget it. However, God began to provide for us right away. We were not alone. Waiting at home was my close friend and weekly prayer partner. She had been watching our son. We didn't know what to do with our news, but she did. She cried with us and prayed over us. Friends from my mom's group at church grieved for me the way that moms do, and their prayers comforted me. I began to experience that peace that surpasses understanding because my grief did not take me to a low, low place. Instead, I had this tangible hope in me 
that God was near me and he was faithful. I quickly began to feel that an answer of no now didn't mean no forever. It's hard to explain, but the news that should have devastated my hope and set me back for some time did not overwhelm me. When I opened the Bible, God brought my attention to Romans 8, and it felt very personal. I began to read how I was feeling when I came across the words that nothing could separate me from the love of Christ. Two years later, after our only child turned five years old, I gave birth to a second child, another son. God never forgot the desire of our heart to have two children. We even named him Zachary after learning that the Hebrew meaning of the name is God has remembered. Truly our God is faithful to use all the circumstances in our lives to deepen our relationship with him, to show us he's real and he never leaves us. And in God's timing, we often find we also get the very thing our heart desired all along. My name is Stacy, and I will never forget our first pregnancy. I was relieved, ecstatic, grateful. I'd been a different person for the three years we were trying. Sad, frustrated, angry, withdrawn. It was nice to think of getting back to myself. We couldn't wait and pretty immediately told our family and friends, which meant our entire town. We realized we lost our baby at our first um, 12-week appointment to hear the heartbeat. Um, it was considered a mis miscarriage. Just a few weeks earlier, I had seen the baby in an ultrasound, so I had no idea that there would be any problem. I don't really know how to describe the sadness that overcame me. I remember not understanding how you could love something you knew about for 12 weeks, but I love that little baby, um, and I still do. Um, I was heartbroken and disappointed, disappointed and just defeated. Um, I'm thankful we told so many people because God showered us with love through him. That is the one time in my life that I felt like God literally hugged me and told me he loved me. I felt like he reassured my heart that even though this situation really sucked, and I'm sorry, there's just no other word for it, um, he still loved me and he was sad with me. So we relived this two more times. Um, getting pregnant was not easy for us. It was very calculated and took some effort and thank goodness for ovulation sticks that made the effort a little less tedious. We lost our second two babies very early on, between six and eight weeks. And once again, I had the best doctor with an incredible staff. So I felt like they loved me and my husband. Um, they celebrated with us, they let us be anxious, and then they hurt with us. After these miscarriages, I was just angry with God, um, angry that he had so much power but couldn't just make my body hold on to my pregnancies. However, through my anger, God still loved me and my husband. He used this really challenging season in life to mature our marriage. He taught me to trust Him because I had no control. I could not control my body getting pregnant or staying pregnant. I could not manipulate it into these things, no control at all. Over time and through lots of prayers, lots of scriptures, and lots of sermons, my anger went away and I was just content in Jesus. As a couple, we learned to be content with however God wanted our family to look. Just us, biological children, foster children, or adoption. Today, we are a family of five created through adoption. We have three children, four, five, and six, that are biological siblings, and we brought all three home from the hospital as infants. We were able to experience loving our children's birth parents and see how much they loved our children. 
we were able to see and experience incredible sacrificial love in what they decided to do through adoption. Our preacher often refers to looking into the rear view to see God's goodness. When I look at our infertility, miscarriage, adoption story in the rear view, I see where God was at work years before we even thought about children. God has weaved all through our story. I also think it's pretty awesome that we lost three babies and God turned around and gave us three babies. God's ways are better than ours, and I also know that God can make good out of anything. We had several long, hard, and roller coaster years, but I would not trade one of those for the lessons learned or the family we were given. My name is Ansley. My husband, Matt, and I found out that we were rather unexpectedly pregnant with our third child. After the shock and excitement set in, I realized that our due date threw right smack in the one-month period that we would be uninsured while Matt transitioned from medical residency in Boston to a one-year fellowship in Nashville. So my first thought was, how could this happen? We're college educated. My husband has a medical degree for crying out loud. We know where babies come from, but somehow we were falling through the cracks of the insurance mill and I just felt desperate. So a few weeks into the pregnancy, I was probably around 11 weeks, Matt was actually out of the country and I just had this sinking feeling that I wasn't pregnant anymore. And I woke up in the middle of the night one night after having a bad dream that I was bleeding and it was so vivid that I actually ran into the bathroom and flipped the light on and I was surprised to find that it had just been a dream. I don't think that a mama's heart is ever truly prepared to miscarry her baby, but I do think that the Lord had put that on my radar and the Holy Spirit was kind of preparing me for that experience that was coming. So sadly, that pregnancy did end in miscarriage when I was around 11 weeks. Matt happened to be doing that month-long rotation in Kenya at the time that I miscarried. Even though my husband was out of the country, I think the Lord just showed up in so many miraculous and wonderful, beautiful ways. Um, just so many beautiful ways that God showed me the importance of community in times like that. I found myself asking, God, what was that all about? One friend had described it as emotional whiplash, which I think was a pretty accurate description to go from um, not not trying to have a baby and finding out you're pregnant to becoming excited about it and then finding out a few weeks later that the baby had been taken away. And I was really sad and frustrated that the Lord had given us a baby only to turn around and take the pregnancy away. So through my aching heart, I felt the Lord respond, I open and close the womb. You are no different than the unwed mother, the woman who became pregnant through rape or the teenager who recklessly gave herself away and found herself with child. So God used this really painful and humbling experience to teach me in a very personal way that what we call family planning is really on His terms. Each and every life, even the one that only stays inside its safe little womb for 11 weeks, is precious, sacred, and eternally valuable. So then a year later, I still had some why questions for God, and even though He never really owes us an answer, He's sometimes very gracious in giving us some of the answers to our why so that we can see his bigger plan and his purpose. So a full year later, I wrote this following update. One year ago today, we miscarried a baby who would have been our third child. We had seen his heartbeat just a few weeks earlier, watched him wiggle around on the screen of the ultrasound, bursting with life and promise. Although we never officially found out the gender, my mama's heart just knew this child was a boy, and I quietly named him Abel. I kept this name close to my heart even as I left the ultrasound center that day after finding out that we had lost the baby, because who names a baby they'll never hold? But somehow it became sort of a silent meditation and comfort to me to say, God is able, God is able. 
So then just last week at a Christmas party, I was talking with a friend about the meaning of baby names, and she shared that her newborn baby's name is Abel. So I asked her what it meant, and she said it means breath, as in life is but a breath. Wow. So a full year after the miscarriage, I finally realized that our baby had been beautifully created and perfectly named by God. Abel, whose life was but a breath, fulfilled his purpose. I don't share this story for sympathy because the Lord has truly already done his healing work through this experience, and our family is in a great place right now. We're actually expecting our next baby in just a few short weeks. But I share this story because God is able, and he's always good. Life is but a breath. Don't waste it. Hi, my name is Angie, and uh, my husband and I were thrilled when we found out we were expecting we hadn't tried long and we're so happy to be pregnant so quickly because I was considered old being 35 and pregnant with my first child. At six weeks, I had an internal ultrasound and that day we found out we were having twins. We were shocked and so excited. Uh, I felt blessed and actually kind of special. For the next few weeks, we started getting used to the idea of having twins. But at nine and a half weeks, we found out one of the babies was not alive. My heart was broken at the loss of one of our babies. And at the same time, fear had set in for the life of our other baby. How will this affect our baby that is still alive? Will this baby make it? We cried and we prayed for God to save the second baby. And in time, God gave me a peace about the baby that was growing inside me. He gave me the ability to trust him and stay strong and have faith that this baby would make it. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I knew God would see us through. Today, that baby that made it is an amazing 15-year-old young lady named Amber. And we also have a 12-year-old son, Timothy. We all talk about Amber's twin and what he or she would have been like. Sometimes I smile and sometimes I cry. The one thing I do know is that God has always been with us in our marriage and our life together. And he has given us an abundant faith to trust him in all circumstances. My name is Lori. We found out that we were expecting at the end of May of 2015, um, and honestly, I was surprised because we hadn't really been intentionally trying, so when we found out that we were pregnant, I was almost in a state of unbelief and shock, really. Um, I took about five, maybe, or more tests just to make sure that it really said positive or pregnant. Um, we were thrilled. We told our immediate family over the next couple of days um, and allowed them to celebrate with us about our good news. Um, but about a week and a half later, my body started showing some signs. Um, something wasn't right. Um, we went to the OB at about six weeks, and ultrasound and blood work um, confirmed that the pregnancy would not be a successful one. So we decided to wait and see if I would miscarry on my own naturally. Um, and the three weeks that we waited seemed like an eternity. Um, and when it didn't happen naturally, we decided to schedule a DNC for July. Um, I would have been probably about 10 weeks along at that point in time. Um, grieving the loss was about all that I could think of over the next few months. Um, really, it plagued me for about a year. I wondered, why me? 
Is there anything that I could have done to prevent this? Each day I felt like the miscarriage was a constant weight on my shoulders. My husband grieved in his own way, but I felt alone because he would never really be able to understand how I felt inside. However, God has continued to hold my heart through the pain of everything. He's put many women in my life who've experienced miscarriage as well. During this time, I've clung to Psalm 23:7, that says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It was a huge comfort to know that I have so many people praying for my healing, not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally. About a year later, I actually had a close friend who found out that she miscarried her second pregnancy. So that was a special thing to be able to grieve with her and be alongside her during that time. Today, I'm still in the season of infertility, but God has been so good to bring me to a place where I was able to let go of the weight that I carried around and I've let him carry it instead. My husband and I desire to have a family of our own, but we're trusting in God's sovereignty and in his perfect timing to provide for our every need. I've learned that it's only by his hand that anything can happen, whether that's getting pregnant, finding a home, doing my job, whatever it is, he is the only one that has the power and can control and do whatever he wills. He's taught me humility through this season of wilderness. He's teaching me that being a mother can look differently than what I expected. I mean, I don't have any physical children yet, but as a believer, I get the privilege to be a spiritual mother and disciple younger women that God puts in my path. And I, I know this for a matter of fact, that God is good, and God is God, and He's going to do whatever He wants, and I have to trust Him in that. This episode is dedicated to my two babies in heaven and the babies of these amazing women who shared today. I am thankful to you, Lord, for using their lives, though tiny and short, to spur us on to know you more and encourage others who are hurting. We know they have had an eternal impact. Please join us again next week as we tackle another tender topic, how to help someone who has experienced infant loss. You will be blown away by the faith and passion of Rebecca Mutz and the huge impact her little Molly has had on the world. In the meantime, we are praying for you and your family as God shapes it in the beautiful way that only He can. Remember that you can get today's show notes and transcript and more information at grahamblanchard.com.